Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? It's for jugglers and jugglets. You are now listening to the best, best friends podcast in the world. source for all things craft beer related it's the internationally acclaimed cindy crawford approved podcast of hops high fives oh that was so sad uh it's uh the best best friends podcast in the world i am your host uh weighing in at 0.097 metric tons of fun i'm the beast of the east crispus maximus it's tom and I'm your other host, the Hot Master General, Grandmaster of Malt, the Royer's Ford Rattlesnake. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's Dan. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and w- Dan, we're I'm not really uh, very uh, confident right, about well. this one. Um, I, I'm good. Okay. You're going to hit it? We're going to nail this. Uh, yeah, I'm, right. I'm, I have the song. Yeah. All right, boys. Uh, and we are the best, best friends podcast in the world. Dan, hit the music. It's not the one, Dan. Still what? not correct. No, it's not. Paul Abdul is not correct. No. Oh, oh, oh. It's just. I swore this was the one you had. No. I send you an MP3 every week. This was the song. And it, no, this it's, was the song. I did not pick. You said this was the new intro song for the podcast. No, the intro song is never going to be straight up by Paul Abdul. 80s classic, <laughs> but no, nah, no, not for not for us. All right, we'll try to be better next week. No confidence in that either. Um, all right, so uh, yeah, we're uh, best best friends podcast in the world. Um, and we are, uh, we are not, I guess not brought to you by, uh, that would probably sound better. We're brought to you by, but we're not brought to you by, we're just part of the, was that? Yeah. We need sponsors for that. Yeah. And they're not paying us. So, uh, but, uh, we are part of the hopped up network. Uh, the hopped up network is a, uh, group of, uh, craft beer, uh, podcasts. Um, like ours and I guess somewhat like ours. I don't know. I haven't listened to all of them. Um, but, uh, you can check out, uh, all the other craft beer podcasts on their network, uh, on, uh, hopped up network.com. Um, yeah. Did you I, just write this promotion right before the episode? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, I mean, okay. We, we've gone, <laughs> man, you really, really, uh, bouncing through that one there. Yeah. Um, I was, as I was pulling up my, I, I was trying to pull up my, my notes here and, um, yeah, I didn't have a hopped up network. Love you guys. Follow yeah. them on Instagram. Yeah. At hopped up network. There you go. Dan, you, you pick me up when I'm down. Um, all right. Um, guys, remember, 
subscribe, rate, review. Um, you know, we've been through this so many times. I guess if you're a new listener, this is for you. Um, so uh, subscribe. I mean, that lets you know our podcast comes out every Wednesday now. New release date. Um, ratings, Dan. How how do we like our ratings? Uh, five star party, gentlemen. Yeah, it's always a five star party. Come on. Um, and uh, you know, reviews are where you get to shine. So as I like to say, yeah, um, it's got to be five stars no matter what, yeah. but in the review, definitely tell us how you really feel. Yeah. What are you looking for in a review? Dan? Be honest. I I'm ready for the most scathing review known to man. I like, I want, I want something that's going to make me cry on the inside while I read it. I want something that makes me think of this song as I read it. Just, just a loud exhale. Just, <sighs> And then have an honest conversation with Tom afterwards about how we have to stop this. Yeah. How we we're going to laugh about it on, uh, we laugh about it on the podcast, but then after, after we stop recording, Dan and I, it's like a tough breakup where I'm just like, Tom, listen to me. Dan and I are just holding each other. (laughs) I have to take a fully closed shower afterwards. (laughs) Like I just found out that Finkel was Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so uh, yeah, so give give a good uh, give a good review. Uh, you still know, run, an interesting. We still review. run that contest. We still yeah, run that contest. Yeah. So um, we've been we've been running it for the full month of January. We'll we'll do a new one. We'll reset in February. Um, best review for the month of January. We'll get a nice little care package. Um, uh, courtesy. We may or may not be mailing you beer in Pennsylvania. Who knows? Or outside of Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's all courtesy yeah. of a middle finger to Tom Wolf. <laughs> uh, hopefully our guest is not related to Tom Wolf. Um, and I didn't, Oh, good him. segue there. Yeah, Tom. There we go. I like that. Um, and as I say that I, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here and I, I thought he was just so offended by my, uh, Tom Wolf, uh, uh, mention that he's just like staring daggers at me, but, uh, but did we lose him? Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I think we lost him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> oh, that's awesome <laughs> it's so perfect um yeah uh, uh, this is good this is par for the course for this week oh yeah um it, it's been a it's been a rough one this week uh it's hey, been how's week. it going harry um uh yeah you're frozen this is this is how pissed off this guy was that we brought up oh Tom no Wolf. oh no his hard drive crashed Oh no. Oh, did we like lose, lose him? Yeah. Uh Oh, all right. Oh man. So let me take, should we just like, can we just keep that face up there and talk to him? No, I'm going to, he's no, like he's, uh, he just sent me a picture of his phone or of his, uh, his computer. And it says no bootable devices. Uh Oh, that's not good. Oh no. Um, (laughs) oh boy. (laughs) Uh-oh. Oh, um, man. Should we uh, we go back to that starting soon, <laughs> I guess? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what the fuck is going on here? Oh, I see what happened there. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, we're recording the podcast now. Um, man, this is, uh, this is wild. Um, all right. So, uh, 
I guess this is a first, ladies and gentlemen. Harry, uh, I mean, man. I wish I could blame the New Jersey internet. Yes. It'd be so much easier. Yeah. So here's the thing um, that's been going on this week. I'm going to bring him down. I'm going to take him down uh, just so he doesn't, you know, look like he's. uh, um, It looks like he's staring at you, like in a hateful manner. (laughs) Um, Let me see here. Um, what is he saying here? Double attitude. Uh, I think, I think he is, uh, it looks like he's in his bios. Oh no. Oh no. Um, uh, access main programming, man. access main computer. Uh, 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 you didn't say the magic words. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you didn't say the magic words. Um, all right. So here's what's been going on with us this week. Uh, we had a, uh, we had a guest, um, lined up and, uh, I kind of fell through. Um, so, you know, last minute, Dan and I drove in the snow out to, uh, out to stable 12 in Phoenixville PA, uh, and met with the owner there, uh, asked him if he'd be interested to come on, um, you know, we, we locked the doors from the inside and told him we weren't going to leave, chained ourselves to the, to the radiator. And we, we said we weren't going to yeah, leave. There was no way we were going to leave stable 12 without having a guest yeah. for this week. So, uh, uh, Rick, uh, Rick Wolf from stable 12 is, well, he was on with us. Um, but he agreed to come on and, uh, well, I guess the last we heard from him, uh, um, uh, he, he, I think his hard drive crashed. <laughs> oh, no. I think his, I think his laptop. The is, files are in the computer. Oh my god, this is uh, like I don't even know what to this even say about this. This is the week right here, and we're about to get like eighteen to twenty-four inches of snow tonight. Yeah, um, Dan. I mean, look, look how it looks already over here in Royersford, Pennsylvania. Yeah, Dan, I mean, it's um, it's a little dicey. Yeah, it's not looking great. Um. Yeah, so for all those playing the audio, I have a nice uh hoth background here and it's yeah. pretty sweet. It it's you know, as a fan of the ATAT, uh, you know, it, it's a it's a sweet ass background. Yeah, I think I might actually have to have this as a Oh, I think Brewers and PA just uh joined us. Really? Yeah. I think he uh, did. Yeah, um so yes, oh, sounds familiar. Oh boy indeed. Hey, hey, there it is. Um all right. So I guess we're just going to vamp here. Um, you know, what are I, we, I mean, we're going to, I guess we're going to wait till he downloads it to his phone. Um, yeah. let's see. Um, so, uh, I mean, you want to talk about dirty Danzig? Oh yeah. We have that going on. Yeah. Yeah. So script is written for dirty Danzig. Um, and if you're, I mean, if, completely if, easy to do. Yeah. I mean, it, it was just a copy and paste. And if you're, if you're not, uh, if you're not up to speed with uh, what Dan and I are doing here is uh, we're trying to remake dirty dancing. Uh, but as uh, the, the Sways dog is no longer with us. Uh, RIP man. Yeah. RIP um, shouts out. Um, we, uh, we, we needed to, obviously uh, we needed to, recast the role and we thought you know what better person to get for the role of patrick sways and then glenn danzig 
Oh, totally. Uh, it's, it's a no brainer. Uh, we are still looking for a replacement for Jerry Orbach. Rest yeah. in peace. Um, Effective Lenny Briscoe. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder who we will. I mean, this will have to go into, you know, our, our writer sessions. Um, yeah. We're going to have some uh, table reads and yeah. things as soon as we get Danzig on the, on, you know, line and everything. So, yeah. Um, oh, he's got the wife's laptop up and running. Can you guys contact me again? So. We might have him back. Okay. Let's get, let's get it going here. Um, so, uh, there he is. <laughs> I just brought, I brought up the, uh, yeah, the, the psycho picture. <laughs> there he is. Yeah. Um, so this was the, th- this is where we last left our guest. Yeah. Completely in disbelief about what we were talking about, AKA dirty Danzig. Yeah. So this uh, is the expression every brewer has when we bring up dirty Danzig. Well, I mean, I, I don't, I, I can't say that I agree with that, that look. Um, I mean, come on. It, it's a brilliant idea. Dirty Danzig. Um, we're going to have, Tom, Tom I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just saying it, it catches a lot of people off guard. It really I mean, does. Um, too, too serious, like role, like, you know, changes we have to do. Mm-hmm. Patrick Swayze, Jerry Orbach. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and you know, it's going to cost some money and you know, this is where, uh, our, our listening audience and our watching audience Definitely. comes in. Um, you know, as far as, uh, you know, helping us out, um, go on Twitch, give us a subscribe or, you know, shoot a donation. All that money is going to go to towards dirty dancing. It's, that's just the way that's the nature of the business. We, we need, uh, you know, we want to make dirty Danzig and we need the funding to, to get that done. Um, all right. And as we say that, uh, we are rejoined. Sorry guys. My laptop died. That's all right. That is, uh, I, you know, a podcast first right there. It was incredible. That that was, I, I mean, RIP, uh, RIP to your laptop. It's still struggling. Is it, is it, are you in the bios? I'm pretty sure it's just shot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when it says no bootable discs, uh, it's Did you that, try turning it on. And not, off again? It's not a good, good sign. Yeah. When you, when you disconnect the battery and the charger and it's still lit up, there's a oh. problem. Wait, yeah. what? <laughs> wow. One yeah. of those days. Shout out Dell. Yeah. Right. Del, yeah. Dell had you on. Some- first problem. I, I like <laughs> Dell products, but it was the first time I had <laughs> Um, all right. So it's like the phone in every horror movie when they like unplug it, but it still rings. Exactly. That's exactly. All right. So we're joined, uh, as we mentioned before, uh, by, uh, (laughs) Rick Wolf, Sorry, Rick Wolf from, uh, stable 12 brewing in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Uh, he is the co-owner and co-founder of stable 12 brewing. So Rick, thank, Oh God. Wait, what happened? We lost him again. What just happened? Oh, uh, no, he's still there. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, I see no, you. We lost him now. Yep. We lost his visual. Wait. Yeah. Wait, wait, how'd you lose my visual? Did you hit the, did you hit the, uh, the camera at the bottom? Did you Not turn that it? I know of. I'm going to keep touching things. <laughs> 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 oh, she speaks for all wives. Uh, no, 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 wait, there, there we go. There he is. is. All right. All right. Now I just need to reorganize this. uh, Let's see. Reorganize this whole screen here. 
Um, and right, you're talking about one, one of you guys. What's that? I can only. I said I can only see one of you guys. Where's? You can only see one of us. Oh, there we go. Now I can see. Uh, All right. Now, now there we go. We're good. Yeah. All right. Um, wow. Um, so let's, technical difficulties. Yeah, for sure. This is absolutely technical difficulties at its <laughs> finest. Um, okay. Harry, so, it's it's actually the band's called the Talking Heads, not the Floating Heads. <laughs> God damn it, Harry. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's all right. See so here. we've got we've got everybody on. Everybody's good. Yes. Everybody's hard drive is working well. Yep. Seems to for be now. Case. For now. Yeah. I right. hope it's a wife's computer. So we'll see. All right. Um. So. Um. Let's see here. So again, yeah, Rick Rick, yeah, it's Rick. Rick. Rick Wolf's well. here. Yeah. There we go. Um. Thanks for coming Tom. on. <laughs> I'm so well, I'm so me. like thrown through a uh, thrown through a loop here. Um, Tom, be confused with executive producer Dick Wolf. Nope, I didn't have it up. There. Uh, no, that's my uncle. No, I'm just oh come on. There it is. There it is. There we go. <laughs> so what you guys really don't know is uh, my day job is producing that. I just moonlight as a brewer. No, I'm just kidding. So he knew exactly what I was talking about with Jerry Orbach, Lenny Briscoe, RIP. RIP. Gone for gone, but not forgotten. <laughs> um. All right. So, like we were mentioning before, um, you know, uh. <laughs> Thanks, Harry. Um, all right. So, uh, Dirty Danzig, uh, we're going to make it happen. Um, you know, we, we can't, we can't get that bus, uh, that Greyhound bus ticket for Glenn Danzig to get out here, uh, to start Do doing a table, full table yeah. read of the Dirty Dancing um, script. But, we, you know, we, we donations and, uh, and subscriptions. That's, uh, that's the that's way. That's how we get it. Yep. That's how we're going to get it. Um, all right. Um, so we're going to, we're going to drink some beer and, uh, I don't even it's know how freaking time. Yeah. I don't even know how long we've been doing on Sunday night and we're not going to work tomorrow. Let's drink beer. I might be going into work tomorrow. I don't know. You know what? I like this Rick fella. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So what the fuck? Um, Dan, are you watching the, uh, the live stream? I am. We're looking pretty good. I'm not choppy on your end. Uh, a little, little choppy. A little choppy. Let me see if yeah. I can get it back here. Um, I think it's just like, I don't know. This happened the other night. Um, anyway, so we're going to, we're going to drink some, uh, some, uh, stable drink some beer. beer. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, the first beer we are going to be drinking, uh, has a, a pretty interesting story to it. Um, we're going to be Can't drinking. Wait. We're going to be uh, drinking uh, Nayman, uh, Stable 12's Hybrid New England IPA. Ah. Nayman, fighter of the night. Whoa, 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 whoa. Tom, 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 Tom. What? Champion of the Tom, are you trying to, are you trying to get a suit here? <laughs> we, uh, we're, we're not associated with <laughs> We're always sunny. No, no, this is... Uh, the name man, not night man. It's yeah. name man. Oh, all right. Good, good, good. man. We're on the same yeah. page then. Yeah. Um, okay. So, um, yeah, uh, we're going to be doing this beer. Dan, you want to tell us a little bit about it? I do want to tell you a little bit about this beer, but, but before I do, I want to tell you guys about a little thing we like to call untapped. Yeah. 
It is a living cesspool of craft beer reviews. But if you guys want to follow along with all the beers that we put on the episodes, our little black book, our catalog of beers, go ahead and give us a follow. It's at Best Best Friends Pod. Tom, again, that's at Best Best Friends P-O-D. Oh, yeah. I got are the boys from the South. Um, All right. So I am going to go into Name Man by Stable 12 Brewing Company here. So this is a hybrid New England IPA, easy drinking hybrid IPA brewed with Citra, Simcoe, and Mosaic hops, 6.5% alcohol by volume. Oh, hype beer. Average on tabs rating of 4.05. I love it. You love to see it. You love to see it. Um, You know, you know, even though all the ratings are arbitrary at this point, but you know, it helps. Anything it, that's it, above it four, I'm gonna tell you. Anything say above it. four is amazing for a brewery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I a, would say that. I mean, that's why I call it a hype beer. I always joke. I'm like, hey, oh, hype beer, but you know, hey, that's clout right there, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. We'll see. They will see. All right. Um, ready to start drinking? These? Yeah, I'm ready. Crack these? Yeah, I think we're ready to crack these. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's see. All right. So, all right. Man, I'm just all. I, I I apologize. I'm just all over the place right now. I finally got this camera. Tom, fixed you're here. manning the controls. I got this here. Yeah. You ready? Oh, you ready no. for a good where, countdown? Where did I go. Hold on a second. Okay. Um, hold on. Hold on. Technical difficulties. Yeah. Man, I, it's it's skewing over to me. <laughs> there I am. Okay. All right, we're gonna crack this thing. I'm ready. All right. One. Ready? Countdown. Yep. One. Two. Two. Three. Oh, good cracks. Oh, yeah. Gotta love a good mic crack. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about this name, man, because I've never had a hybrid New England IPA before. All right. So as you can see, it's not super hazy. It's not super clear. Um, We're trying to cut the best of both worlds. So this used to be... Sorry, I'm a little thirsty. Um... We originally, a couple of years ago, we did a beer called Dayman. A couple of our employees thought it was a great idea. Let's do something for Always Sunny. It's in Philadelphia. We went with it, rolled with it. And then uh, we got one of those phone calls from Disney and saying, hey, uh, FYI, we own FX. Uh. All right. News <laughs> to our ears. Sorry. <laughs> they were was not it actually a phone call? What? Was it actually a phone call? It was actually a phone call from their chief counsel and it was on the West coast and it was the most politically correct phone call and direct to the point that I've ever had. I actually kind of appreciated it just from her point of view, but um, yeah, it's kind of cool to talk to Disney's chief counsel, but at the same time getting slapped in the face kind of sucks. So so what do you? I was just thinking, like they come directly from the mouse. I was like, ha ha, guess what? Yeah, that, that's what I was waiting for, but that didn't happen. <laughs> your ass, ha. <laughs> All right, let's uh, good, yeah. Dan. Let's get into this, uh, guys. Cheers, guys, Slancha, Slancha. Don't worry, I'm gonna I'm gonna really work on my Mickey Mouse uh, impression. As you're, we, you're pretty close there. I'm not gonna. Oh. It was a pretty good one. Uh-huh. Couple South Parks, you're you're, the, you're there. Yeah, yeah that's it. that's exactly where I was trying to pull out my inner like mouse from <laughs> oh, South Park. Oh, you'll never profit from us. Uh-huh. <laughs> All 
Yeah. So um, uh, we were blindsided because we had we didn't think Disney had anything to do with them. We were just like trying to have fun, you know, let loose a little bit. And uh, we gave some constructive freedom to the employees and it came back to bite us mm. and it sucked. Um, we almost that first can art was so it, awesome. Sorry, you what what uh you almost what? I said we gave a lot of um freedom to the employees mm-hmm. that beer, and then uh we almost lost the entire company over it within a matter of like three to four days after oh, wow. it got released. So it was uh learning experience from the owner's side, from the employees. It was just all around and like we no one thought we were doing anything wrong. Um, I was not highly involved in the whole project, which again, I'm kind of at fault for that. But um, we just, everyone thought we were just having fun. And then before you know it, Disney calls and it's like, oh wow, shit got real, real fast. <laughs> so what do you, at that point, what do you do? You Do you, do you de-label the cans and rename it or? Cause you, you had it all canned up, correct? Uh, we did the first release, which was not that big originally. We're not a big brewery. And then we were getting ready to do our second release. And that's when they called us the day before we canned. And they were like, listen, you need to pull everything off the shelves, dump your tanks, the whole nine yards. And, um, the beer too. We were more on like a victory stone level. And when I told them we had a hundred cases, they thought they were somewhere near a hundred thousand cases. Oh, change very quickly but why would it why would it matter what the beer is can't you just simply rename it i mean it's all- oh you totally can but the problem is you, to go get a label you need the graphic designer to design it. it takes a couple days then you have to go send it to the ttb and then that takes anywhere from seven to 30 days depending on the timeline at that time it's all on the website um they need to approve it then it has to go to print by the time it prints all that, so to switch gears that fast, it's four to six weeks. Oh, my God. It's label that that's approved that you can just slap on there. Mm-hmm. That's where you're at. And then you're so, throwing an IPA that's almost a month old, and you're then you're going to say, oh, this is a, the canned on date, and it's just not a good uh, Yeah, so that's not, not something we want to do. So we just uh, oh, definitely took it on the chin. Mm. Couldn't even put it on tap and just rename it Blank Man. I believe Damon Wayans would probably not come after you for money. <laughs> he might, but I can only assume that Blank Man would probably be okay. We put it all into kegs and did rebrand it for kegs because a keg collar does not take that long to rebrand. So we blew it out through the tap room and through distro pretty quick because it was such a small batch. And, uh, we had people very upset with us because they were expecting to come in and buy cans. And then when they came in saying, sorry, we don't have them. Oh. Yeah. That first can art, I remember seeing it too. And I, I missed the first release and I was like, Oh, I'm definitely going to get this down the road. And I just never did a great job. He, he killed the can art. I, I can't oh, so good. So much that Disney contacted us. I, I can't believe the amount of the, the glue sniffing essence he got on Charlie's face in that, in that design. <laughs> he did a good job. I'll give him that. Um, and he did a really, really good job. Yeah. I, I, it's, I, I, as someone who had, a you know, a couple years worth of paycheck sign with a, uh, a little mouse on it, uh, 
I can oh. tell you it's a it's a it's a they're it's a pretty evil. I mean, it's a giant corporations. It's a, it's a conglomerate at this point. So, Listen, don't get me wrong. Disney is one of my favorite companies in the world. I love Disney. So, yeah, I get. I, I mean, I hope this stream doesn't get like taken down because I have this background. <laughs> they will. He'll come after you. Yeah, probably, probably they'll come after you. Like, oh, you you want to reference Star Wars? That's ours. George Lucas. You think it's funny, to- Dan? You think it'd be funny when I break your legs? <laughs> George Lucas is going to kick down your door. Royalty. <laughs> no, Lucas. Lucas. No, it's not is Lucas. Cool. Is like Kathleen Kennedy or the CEOs from Disney, but not George. Uh, I don't George. even know. Is Bob Iger still the CEO there? Uh, I think it's going from Iger to Chapek right now. No, I don't know. It's, it's just Bob not- Iger going to Bob Chapek, which is really weird. The, the cryogenically frozen body of like Walt Disney just goose steps down my road and just knocks <laughs> on my door. Could you imagine like if that all like came and like also we just like wake Walt Disney up? It'd be <laughs> crazy. I, uh, I, love, I, love that's terrifying. I just keep thinking of the family guy when they wake him up and I just a reanimated <laughs> anti-Semite. Yeah. <laughs> That's, oh uh, God! Um, yeah. I guess we we deviate, but let's get back to this beer. So a hybrid between a New England uh, and you guys so said like a West so Coast IPA too. We're starting to call a hybrid. So everybody says West Coast or New England. So we're starting to shoot down the middle because we want the best of both worlds. We want to be able to drink beer. We want there to be a little bit of taste slash bite, and we don't want it to just be juice. I. Yes, drinking orange juice is great, but you drink orange juice for breakfast. Like, I, I don't need to be going to a bar and drinking five glasses of orange juice. So we kind of, we call it a hybrid where it has both a little bit of bittering hops, some aroma, slightly hazy, not clear, but it, you, you get the best of both worlds. So you're still drinking beer, but it's not ripping your face off. It's not super sweet. We're not just dumping bags and bags of lactose in it. So it's just like... Best of both worlds. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely getting, I'm definitely getting the, uh, the mixture there. It's like it, it, it is just like it's like a juicy West Coast IPA. You know, it's it. That was the goal. Yeah, it's nice so and we bitter. Did it. That's awesome. It's nice and yeah, bitter. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm getting like the piney, like West Coast mm-hmm. kind of um, the bittering that you were kind of referencing. But yeah, it definitely has like juice to it. It's kind of the New England style I kind of look for. Like I want, I want it to be somewhat like adherent to the classic IPA. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's a, it's almost like just like a West Coast with like a nicer mouthfeel. It's a softer. That's exactly it. That's that's what we were going for. So that's perfect that you said that. Yeah, it's a it's a nice soft pillowy mouthfeel that you get from a New England. Um, and I, I, with the sim, the Simcoe is a great addition. I think that's really what takes it to that that West Coast feeling. Um, yes. And then you have the mixture of the citra in there, which is going to give you the those New England vibes. And uh, you know, and Mosaic is everybody's best friend. It's like that friend that just unites right. everybody. Yeah, Mosaic is always the second banana to every like major hop. When you see the variation, it's just it's like Citra and Mosaic, Simcoe and Mosaic, and Mosaic's always just like that. It's like that wingman, always reliable. I, I just feel like yeah, I, I agree with you guys. It's like I feel like as a brewery, you compare stuff with Citra and Simcoe or 
Citra Mosaic and everything just like works so well. It's just, it's so juicy. It's a great hop to work with those two and um, just balances everything. Yeah. Um, Harry, to answer your question, the head retention, um, it's a little bit there. Uh, it's not like crazy, any kind of crazy head retention. I'm getting um, some good lacing on this. Yeah. Yeah. Really nice lacing. And I have it all around there. Um, uh, I did not take notice actually to, uh, I, don't, I think I just put the last month. Yep. How rocky and the, how rocky the head is and the, uh, Tom, if, just keep talking about head yeah. just, it always makes me upset that I'm not in the same room with you when you start talking about head, but continue. Um, no, this is really nice. I like this. Um, it, it's definitely when I first drank it, it kind of hit me in a different way. Cause, um, I was expecting more of a new England vibe to it. Um, I was based on appearance. Yeah. I, I was thinking kind of like a, um, a New England with a little bit of bittering hops in there, but I, I feel like this is just like a West Coast with more of the New England aesthetic to it, if that makes sense. Um, so I, I definitely get more leaning towards West Coast, but I I, I love that because I'm a yeah. bigger, much bigger fanatic of West Coast than uh, East Coast style. Definitely, it's got that color sure. for the gram, but and it's got that taste mm-hmm. that you you know you remember and love. Yeah, they got that nice piney bitterness to it. Yeah, very enjoyable. Awesome. So um, I wanted to ask, uh, you know, one of the big things that uh, I thought about when when Dan and I were uh, talking in the brewery today, what's it like being uh, a brewery in Phoenixville? Because there's such a, a tight concentration of breweries in that area. All right, elaborate a little bit more on your question. Just because, yes, there's a couple of us, but, like, what do you want to know? Like, competition Yeah, do you, do you feel like there's a competition? Friendship-wise, like, I don't know where the yeah, do direction you, Do you go. feel like there's a competition, or are you guys all, all close together, and you don't feel no. like, uh, you know, there's, you know, kind of taken away from each other? Nope, not at all. No, nah, that's what I thought. Your industry's amazing. We are all friends. We all know each other. And um, you think of Phoenixville, there's a couple of breweries and we are all very print. One of us is more into New England IPAs. One of us is more into 90s traditional beer. One of us is a chain restaurant. One of us is just trying to do their own thing. Somebody else wants to be unique. You, you know what I mean? Like we're all in different sizes, different scales. But at the end of the day, we're all friends. We all sit down and like just drink beer together. Just, hey, where are we at? What can we do to better ourselves as a business, ourselves as an industry? Like we're just, the beer industry is a team and it's not like any other industry. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, I feel like that's the best part of being in this industry that like, the whole industry is a team where it's not so cutthroat where it's like, all right, that's my competition. We have to go after them. No, it's not like that. So it's different. No, that's what I would assume uh, would be the answer um, because we've talked with other brewers and just how tight knit the community of just PA breweries in general are. And you guys just happen to have a higher concentration you know, within city blocks of that population. So it, Top 10 in the United States, I'll take it. Breweries per capita. All yeah. day. 
I like it. I, I mean, it, 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 it is great to hear that you guys are, uh, are all kind of working together and not really competing against each other. Um, it, it, Phoenixville is such kind of like a unique area, um, in, Very. on this side of the state, like, uh, you have, I don't, I, what is it like six breweries kind of, you can, you can walk to. All right. So if we start down at one end, we have Iron Hill, Crowdy Castle, Steel City. Is, is Steel Rook- City a brewery now? Yeah. Uh, yeah. In fact, oh, yeah. we have a friend over there who is, uh, has a tap now. Really? Yeah, he uh, posted it today, actually. Uh, Dave is going to be serving. I guess something's oh, wow. happened with Volstead there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so Iron Hill, Steel City, Crowded Castle, Root Down, Stable 12. Conchi. What? We have Conchi up there, too. Conchi. You go around the corner, you have Sly Fox, Rebel Hill. So you have eight within, what, a mile, a mile and a half? Yeah. It's not yeah so you have six that you can all just walk back and forth between and then you have yeah. rebel rebel hill and sly fox right out right outside well, rebel hill coming into town in the spring oh really yeah in montclair yeah, yeah. oh that's right they, they, yeah they took uh they took over the fitzwater yep yeah that's awesome that's such a cool spot too yeah so I, i'm really excited for them to come in they're just going to bring more I want to say to the team, like it's just a team atmosphere. And I just think they're going to just add more diversity to it better. It's just help all of us. And every time another brewery opens, our business does better. So as a team, I think everything, everybody else is going to do better too. That's awesome. Yeah. And we, I, I believe we have Rebel Hill on next week too. Next so, week, yep. you know, we're doing a little right. Phoenixville tour ourselves. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, uh, Iron Hill is one of those ones that I always forget about when I'm thinking of like what tr- which ones are in Phoenixville? Cause it's just like, it doesn't seem like a craft brewery to me anymore. Um, but you I, know, I haven't forgotten about it. That's where I, that's where I spent a lot. I spent a lot of time at that Phoenixville iron Hill, just, uh, just hanging out. So yeah, every time yeah, I no, go there, I always great. think about it. They're great. Don't forget about them. I mean, they have solid food. Their beer is, I, I call their beer traditional where it's by the book. So if you want to go have an IPA, that's textbook, or you want to go have a stout or a porter that's textbook. That's oh, where yeah. you get your knowledge is Iron Hill. When you want to deviate, you go to somebody else. Yeah, they're kind of, it, it's it's weird because they're, I guess, like you said, a, a chain restaurant. They have several locations, but they're they're not doing like, I guess not yet. They're not doing mass distribution. Um, it's coming. Yeah. They, they they're open up next in. Next in, yeah. They have a production facility in Exton, so we'll see. It's supposed to produce for all their restaurants, and then I guess if they can go into distribution, I don't know. No. Yeah, they've got some cans coming out. I've I've been seeing more and more of their cans, uh, you know, popping up in distribution, uh, yeah, grocery stores and places like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's really cool. Um, I I always appreciate like like you said that that textbook style. I mean, um sporting my sly fox which is another place i mean textbook style it's almost got to set the bar so i mean yeah. it's perfect for them yeah um no it's awesome uh I, I love hearing that like you guys are all working together on uh you know helping each other out it's like a broken record we hear with every like brewery 
we bring on like the community of you guys just working together. And it's yeah. always nice to hear too. You, I feel like the general public has no clue how tight this industry is because we've all had really good days and really bad days at work. And imagine having a really bad day and then just be like, Oh man, I need yeast or I need an extra 50 pound bag of X grain. And you just pick up your phone. You call the guy down the street who's supposed to be your competitor. And he's like, yeah, come on down. I got it. Whatever you need. And then like you go pick up that and like, it helps you finish your day off. Something that could be a huge loss was now you're either breaking even or making money. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's a great industry to be in because everybody's on the same team. We're all back together. You know what I mean? Like it's just, yeah, that's awesome to hear. I feel like that's, that's a cool thing about the, uh, the craft beer community in general is like where you would think if you look at it from like a business aspect, it seems like every, you know, every beer that's bought at say like root down is, uh, you know, a four packs bought at root down. That's a four pack. That's not being bought at stable 12, but the craft beer community, a lot of people will do like, Oh, I'm in the area. I'm going to, I'm going to get bind from, from, uh, yeah, root down and I'm going to go over and get super mash brothers from stable 12. Stable 12. Yeah. So that's what's happening in Phoenixville right now. Like we're starting to draw from Philly, Lancaster, Allentown. They're coming in and they're like, Hey, we're starting with you. We're ending with you. We're going to all these places are like, they'll show us. Normally it's the wife that has the agenda and she's like, here's where we're going. And it's like a scroll. It's like, whoop. and like, it's just yep. people travel into Phoenixville to go to all of our places. And it's just like, I don't know. It, it's, it's a great feeling to see that people are traveling to Phoenixville and want to see all of us. And you know, what was really great and you know, kids, Back in, back in my day when, uh, back when, in my day, back in my day when we used to have, you know, clean breathing air and we didn't have to go outside with masks on and, uh, and, uh, a pocket full of hand sanitizer. Um, we had these things called, uh, bar crawls and pub crawls. And, uh, Wait, I'm confused. <laughs> what are you talking about again? They're, they were, they're it's archaic. Okay. So one, <laughs> you know, there was a time when we could all gather in very tightly we we like to call it nuts to butts in in, in a in a very poorly ventilated uh, uh building called a bar uh or a tap okay. room and we would I'm all we would all. we would all drink copious amounts of alcoholic beverages um no yeah and you know uh w- without masks were you know that was for uh you know you would see that on, on like the news with people in Wait, Asia without a mask yeah yeah it was crazy yeah it was crazy crazy uh, time that we lived in guys you, gold in there if anyone died it, no i mean some people died i guess but you know not on not on a mass scale um but uh yeah and if you really wanted to go back back Barnaby in, died in phoenixville <laughs> back in back in in the the way back the way way back in the before the before time used to also be able to smoke cigarettes in those bars. Wait, them smoking sticks? Mm-hmm. Used to be Wait. be able to go home. Cancer sticks. Yes. Yeah, those are the cancer ones. Sticks. You can smoke a cancer stick in a bar yep. and not die. You can yeah. smoke a cancer stick and not die. Imagine yeah. that. And you could go out and you could go out and not smoke a single cigarette and come back and reek like cigarettes for a week straight. 
No. Yeah. And nobody would bat an eye. This before time. This before yeah. time. It's it's unthinkable. Yeah. Um and or you could just go relive that at Tom's bar in Royersford. I mean, today. <laughs> hey man. They've got a nice heated tent that I see from a distance every time I drive past it. That I guarantee people are smoking cigarettes in. <laughs> oh, guaranteed. Hey, good, like good wings, now. Yeah. Um yeah. I gotta get them wings, dog. You got I mean, Phoenixville had some great pub crawls. You know, you, you had like the craft beer, ta- like the. We'll, we'll be back. Once this all releases, we'll be back with pub crawl. Trust oh, me. And the old school bistro was like the craft beer Mecca back in the day. Mm-hmm. That was like where we got we our craft beer. I got into the industry. Yeah. I, I would say that one of the main reasons I got into craft beer was that was the bistro, the original bistro going there opened my eyes to more options. I would say otherwise as known a, as a young, impressionable, yeah. Yeah. Phoenixville uh, frequenter. If, if you don't know what the bistro is, it was that bar that was be- beneath club two, two, one, two or two. <laughs> oh, yeah. Two, one, two. Yeah. I will got uh, listeners that aren't from Phoenixville. Explain it to them. Um, there was a bar and on top um, there was, it was a nightclub. Yeah. It was a nightclub. So this was a nightclub in suburban yeah, Pennsylvania it, guys. So it was, a, this it was, isn't like we're talking about, you know, Philly, you know, no, no cover at the door, like special kind of thing. No, this was suburbia. Yeah. And it was, man, that place was lit. As the kids <laughs> say, that was, man, that was, that was like on there. one of my Love. favorite things about being at the bistro was trying craft beer. My second favorite thing about being so, at the bistro was watching everybody walk downstairs from two, club two on two at the end of the night. Would you call it walking? <sighs> I mean, the, they called the walking Stumbling. dead, the walking dead. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So my favorite thing is being able to go out late, drink craft beer and have fun. Where can you go drink craft beer and go have fun? And that's where Bistro is in Phoenixville. It's freaking awesome. I love it. I love going there. I love closing our establishment and be like, yo guys, we had a great night and we're all going out. Or like one of the servers says, Hey, let's all go out tonight. And like, we all, that's our watering hole as our establishment. That's where we all go. So that was that so much fun there. Cause there's so much diversity between the beer and the people, the whole nine yards. Like it's just, it's a fun place to be. You get, I mean, it was like one of those places where it was always the same crowd there. You know, it was always the same people and, you know, it it was just a fun place to hang out and, and have beer. And like Dan said, it it was some of the best bartenders in the area were there too. Like I, and I mean, and some of them are still at the bistro too. And it's, and it's great that, you know, taking a couple of years off of Phoenixville and coming back and they still recognize you like that place was very like Mallory Mallory's the head, one of the head bartenders there. And she's amazing. She's awesome. She knows every customer that comes in. That's a regular, but you got to give her yeah. some space, but um, she does a great job. Serves you knows what you like to drink, hoppy, citrusy, like whatever whiskey. Like she's just, she's an awesome bartender. So like, that's just a great place, but sorry, we keep deviating. I know we're not even talking about the craft. No, beer no, no we're getting, yeah, we're, 
We're getting a little too <laughs> local, a little too local here. Um, a little too local for our, our, you know, somewhat yeah, no, sorry, national guys. craft beer uh-huh. podcast here. Hey, uh-huh. bottom line, Phoenixville is a pretty awesome place to drink. So if you're in town, come visit. Yeah. Went to Penn State. Phoenixville is better than drinking at Penn State. So just saying. Yeah, I, I know a couple of people that would agree with you. Um, so how did, uh, how did stable 12 get started? Stable 12 got started. So graduated from Penn state, came home, um, had a job somewhere else, fell through me and some of our friends started home brewing at home. My mom came down the steps that morning. It was like 10 o'clock and she was like, get the fuck out of my house. And I was like, excuse me. Like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what do you get? Like I didn't do anything wrong. I'm just making beer in the kitchen. <laughs> like get out. I don't like the smell. She's like, we have 30 acres. Go find some place. So on one of the barns, the end of one of the barns, we had a kitchenette that was I don't know, 100, 150 years old. Bunch of guys graduated college. We started like, we just renovated it. We started home brewing, just having fun. Nothing crazy. Then next thing you know, went from like Wednesday to Sunday. And it's like, all right, time out. We're making a lot of beer. I'd start putting people's names down on tax forms, all type of shit like that. And then um, sat down and was like, all right, guys, what are we doing? Are we going to go forward with the business or a hobby? So I had to go forward with the business. Um, three of us did. Everybody else took a back seat. As of now, my wife and I own 90%. Uh, one of the other partners decided it wasn't for him. And then the other one, an infant, another one on the way and was like, listen, I just have to take a back seat. So it's a 90, 10 split right now. Um, we love what we're doing. We're still friends with all of the partners, ex partners. Like it's no hard feelings like that. It's just how the cookie crumbles. And we're just very fortunate that it wasn't a bad situation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you're saying the brewery started in a stable? Was it stable 12? Um, it started in a kitchen like every other brewery and then moved to a barn after its first half batch. We didn't get through a full batch of beer. My mom came down steps and was like, get the fuck out. <laughs> Sorry, Italian mom. She has uh, no filter. I get it. So yeah, now we started. You're we, breaking your mother's heart, Rick. <laughs> Pretty much. I only drink wine. I, I have a brewery and they're like, what are you doing? This is terrible. Why don't you make wine? I'm like, because I don't like wine. Well, because wine isn't made in breweries. They're made in wine. Exactly. Why don't you make a nice limoncello? You're breaking your mother's heart. <laughs> Listen, I need to learn how to make limoncello better because mine's not that <laughs> <laughs> I'm already there. I'm not that good. I'll tell you that right now. All the limoncello I tried to make in college became jungle juice. It was just crystal light lemonade and Everclear, it's, and then a little Kool Aid. Yeah, it's called. It's, on all of that. I'm gonna get a little. <laughs> I'm gonna get a little non PC here uh, because we grew up in a non PC era. Uh, that was called panty dropper juice. Ugh. Yeah. I was in a fraternity. <laughs> we had jungle juice regularly. I was in a fraternity as well. And we had lots of, and we were, we were very close to the West Virginia border. Uh, so Everclear was at the ready. 
I went to Penn State. Everclear was not even on the table for a discussion. <laughs> I yeah, I went to. Uh, we weren't allowed to have kegs. We had to register how many cases of beer we had at each party with the university. Like it was like, all right, guys. I, wow. Attorney, I don't need a colonoscopy right now. Like it was bad. We, I was uh, close to Delaware, home of tax-free so alcohol. Correct. Yeah. We couldn't have kegs. We didn't, we also, our fraternity, we weren't allowed to have off-campus fraternity houses um, because a fraternity burnt down a whole row home, a whole <laughs> row of homes uh, prior to us being there. So they, they kind of put the kibosh on that. Um, we were allowed to have as much alcohol as we wanted. We just weren't allowed to have kegs. We were allowed to have party balls, though. And that... <laughs> We weren't allowed to have any of that because I, I think when I was in school, Virginia Tech got hit with a mono and mm. overnight Friday, someone got pegged with mono. And before you know it, I think it was like 50% of campus had mono over like over that weekend because of keg stand, party balls, the whole nine yards. So like Penn State was like, yeah, no more kegs, no more party balls, only cans. You have to pop the can in front of them. Like it was like so many rules. I was like, listen, I have my bartending license. You know, it's harder to bartend for fraternity than it is for a bar. And all we're doing is popping a can and pushing it across. And there's still more rules and regulations. Like it's just, it sucked. It was weird. It was just different, but whatever. Yeah. We digress again. <laughs> Part of, man, I know. I'm like, uh, I do they add more to this conversation? Cause I, do, we could just get, keep I, I could go for this for yeah. like another hour. And it's just like, we keep deviating. And do, do they still I'm, make party balls? I don't even know. I, I mean, I want to go find I, out. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like I haven't bought a full case of beer in so long. <laughs> <laughs> I think the closest Did I can. What's that? I said he has bought a full. I haven't bought a full case of beer. I don't know shit. Yeah, think about the last time you bought like a twenty-four pack of like a Hellas, sink, like Hellas a Lager from Sly Fox. I think the only cases I've bought in the past decade might have been from Sly Fox. I think we bought a case of Lion's Head for my bachelor party. It was the last time I actually had a case of case of beer in my hand. Yeah, it's very. Mine was. Um, Yingling and then Lion's Head. Those are my two. Lion's Head's so Proper go-to's right there. So underrated. <laughs> it's it's good. Plus, What's underrated? Sorry, you Lion, broke up. Lion's Head. Oh, way underrated. Like, that's... So, so underrated across the state. Something funny. <laughs> I mean, you're, the, you're the second brewer that we've talked Lion's Head with. So... Yeah. Uh, Actually, it wasn't naked, right? Like it's it's an amazing lager. Like I can sit here and drink it all day long. I don't have a problem with it. It's no different than anybody else's. Like solid beer. I'm curious as to what their their IPA tastes like. They came out with a Lion's Head IPA recently. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to sully my my thoughts about Lion's Head by going after their IPA. Yeah, I mean, let's let's keep them different because I haven't had it and I'm. (laughs) assume it's probably very 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 different i did the same thing with sam adams when they did the rebel ipa i was like there's i'm not trying this at all (laughs) i'm staying i'm staying traditional boston lager (laughs) yeah but sam's not bad either like i I really like sam he's a great 
pioneer for the industry. Like he, he's a, he's done a very good job. Yeah. I just didn't want to try and be like, I hate you now because I like, <laughs> I like Boston. Lager. I didn't, I never, so I, don't wanna, I don't want to try their IPA and be like, what have you done? Definitely, definitely. I didn't hate the rebel IPA. Didn't hate it. Oh, every time I saw it, I'm like, I think the only time I've ever deviated from Boston Lager was uh, the Porch Rocker. I think that was like the the summer beer. Is that never, the summer beer? Oh yeah, I had a That's really so bad experience on Porch Rocker. I played the fifth on that one. I I don't want to. There, you <laughs> yeah. didn't have the, you never had the Cold Snap, Dan. Wait, I might have had the Cold Snap too. Cold Snap's good. Yeah, that's a solid beer. Yeah, I think I've had Cold Snap and Porch Rocker. I think those are the only. I think I, when they when they did Rebel, I was like, no chance. And then I saw like Sam Adams Hazy, and I went, no. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Dan's a uh, strictly Boston Lager. He's that uh, young cousin <laughs> from Boston. Yeah, <laughs> terrible commercials. That's fine. Now. Um, all right, you Dan, you want to give final thoughts on the on uh, on the name man, and then we'll uh, we'll get into the stout. Yeah. Final thoughts on the name, man, is I want everybody's New England IPA to taste like a hybrid. I want I want the juice, but I also want I want that bitter. I want that piney. I want that hail back to the West you Coast. You want it to taste like fucking beer. Sorry. It tastes like an IPA. It's like fucking beer. No one just wants to drink like go to the bar and drink orange juice. I don't come to a bar to drink orange juice. They come to a bar to drink a beer. Yeah. More specifically, I want it to be an IPA like I that was the beer that I went for at a young age. Like I loved whiskey. I loved like anything bitter. And when I had IPAs, I was like, this is, this is the whiskey of beers for me. I love that bitter bite that it had at the end. And that's why I loved IPAs. Like I fell in love with them and like new England's are great when they hail back to that at some point, whether it be at the beginning of the like sip or the end. Like I want something that makes me nostalgic for an old IPA and this beer did that for me. And I think that's where we're trying to go as a company. Like we notice, we listen to the customers and they're like, yeah, it's great to have a juice bomb. It's amazing. But they're like, all right, let's have one juice bomb, but like, let's have six beers that taste like a beer. Like I I want to taste like a beer. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's a, like we're coming back to where it's just like, you got to fuse everything together and listen to the customers. It's kind of a perfect way to put it. I've talked about it on the podcast before. It's like, it was fun trying like different kind of IPAs. You know, we've had the fruited IPAs. We've had the lactose IPAs. We've had all that, you know, all that different kind of stuff. Um, you know, they're just not kind of a lasting style for you know at least for me um you know you have, well done. yeah you, you have why does rick have a nine gallon water bottle it's a one <laughs> gallon water bottle jesus christ <laughs> he brought that up i was like oh my god you know what's you know what's hilarious so my mom my brought that one, one over yesterday um long story short i was told i didn't consume enough water and so the doctor started asked me to regulate it found out that I drink three times the amount of water the average person drinks. He was like, all right, that's ruled out. So I never got rid of the water jug. Hmm. 
right, Continue, Tom. I'm sorry. That, that water's <laughs> all right. That's all right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, one gallon, but yes, no. I mean, it says the same thing for, for me, it was just like, it, it's fun trying like, Oh, how, how are they going to add this successfully to an IPA? How are they going to make an IPA taste like this? Um, is this, is it going to be successful, um, or well executed? You know, it, it, it's, it's a one and done thing. How many, how many times are you going to be able to drink an IPA, which is supposed, an IPA is supposed to be bitter. Uh, it's, it's hopped with bitter hops, uh, how many times are you going to drink hop forward? How are you going to have that piney bitter? Right. How many times can you really enjoy, uh, 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 an IPA that's been butt fucked by marshmallows? You know, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> how, how, oh man, you're 100% correct. That's the problem. Now show us on the 90 minute IPA where the marshmallow <laughs> touched you. <laughs> If, if, if I didn't think it would get any traction, Dan, I'd say that's the episode name. <laughs> um, <laughs> but fucked by marshmallows. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it's tough seeing like, uh, you know, this is where the kind of like the, the IPA world is going is like how many different, how, how can we make this IPA less IPA? Well, and that, that's where I think we need to get back to beer. Like we're, we're now doing these things that I, I don't, we, I let's remove the word we, um, certain facilities are now doing things that are called smoogies and I, I don't know, what are they called? Um, ah, uh, there we go. No, that's okay. You, if you want to be technical, Berliner Weisses, which they're not, they're not Berliner Weisses, where more than 50% of the makeup is, um, fruit adjunct and adjuncts. And it's not even, we're not even introducing yeast to that part of the um, process. So let's just say we're going to throw fruit into a blender, dump some alcohol and call it a smoogie. And I, 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 I don't know. Sorry. I'm like going for a tangent right now, but it's just like. I see a single tear rolling down. I don't want to just drink some type of fruit stop that is a poor excuse for a beer i want to drink a beer i want to drink a beer bro you don't to just hey see, now here's, here, here's the thing let, let me dump strawberries in it oh today we're gonna dump strawberries and um i don't know like anything that you look outside and it's like it's tree sap today and it's oh no we're gonna dump pineapple juice like wh- where where do we draw the line I don't need exhibit to pimp my beer. Beer. I'm pouring pouring, mother into this. I'm pouring nothing to do with beer. I'm pouring one. You're selling beer and uh, it is rejected by the TTB because none of it has to do with beer. (laughs) Yes, you're having a fucking hysterical time on the stuff right now. Uh, I'm no, I love it. I it, it it's, no, this is this is great. And I'm gonna, it's, it's so nice to hear. Dan and I are gonna start a brewery and we're gonna we're gonna get one of those like Gatorade, you know, like the sideline Gatorade jugs. Um uh-huh. I'm gonna get one of those and I'm gonna pour one Miller light into it and then I'm gonna dump a whole gallon of Hawaiian punch into it and we're gonna start selling it as uh Berliner Vices. You forgot five gallons of any fruit that you want. Oh, yeah. We need to, we need to get that. We need to get that stain gang. We need to get something to stain them glasses, boy. Just grab a puree of something and just dump it in. Uh, We also, we also need to have some kind of explosive element in there too. (laughs) 
Well, that could be the actual process of making beer that's not um, done there. Is it because <laughs> it's just, it's just, I don't know, obnoxiously easy to just kettle sour something really quick and then just add a bunch of shit to it? Like, no, that- that'd be real simple if they could do it themselves and not subcontract it. Oh, okay. Hmm. Is it, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're putting out these beers and I'm it for the, our audio only listeners, I'm air quoting the yeah. shit out of this. He's got uh, them air quotes out there. Uh, if you look at certain breweries and again, air quote, 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 breweries, uh, Instagram, the way that they're, you know, the amount that they're churning out when they have five different smoogies out every fucking week, uh, I would say it seems like it's a pretty easy, quick process to do. Tom. What? He's oh, emptying oh. so much. Okay. All right. So <laughs> let's, uh, let's get into an actual beer. Um, you know, guess, this is my wrap it up from Chappelle show. If you remember that? <laughs> yes. Wrap it up. Dan doesn't, Dan doesn't like when I besmirch <laughs> the imprint name. If they have found a weakness on the market, good for them. They're another business owner that can capitalize on the market. I am very happy for them. I'm yeah, not, it's secure. a paycheck beer. I, I feel like the heart is just gone. It's, it's a paycheck for them. Uh, yeah. I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade. We have how, like, we are just, saturated with great uh, talent is what I want to say all over the board. I mean, you look at Levante and Freewell and you look at their brewers, they're just freaking amazing and the stuff they're turning out. And then you have some people that turn out great beer, terrible beer. Like we're just, we're in a great area and I don't like uh, talking bad about one brewery over the other. Like that's just, that's, it's not just, right. Just make uh, beer, beer again. Rick doesn't. Beer. Want, Rick, that's it. Yeah, it's Rick. Beer. Rick doesn't Let's want to talk beer. about talk bad about any breweries, but I will. If yeah. you, uh, if your favorite breweries are Imprint, uh, Drecker, Four Fifty North, or Rar Brewing, you're a bad person and you're not really a beer drinker. So I'll put that out there. Um, so there's that. Great segue, Tom. <laughs> uh, as we get into an actual beer. Um, so we're going to be doing uh, morning routine, which is a maple coffee breakfast stout by Stable Twelve. We're going hi, baby. Nine thirty at night, and we're going to start doing morning routine. Yeah, Dan, you want to you want to tell us about our our beer here, oh. or do you want to tell us oh, where? Definitely. Do you want to tell the uh, the audience where they can uh, follow along and see what beers we're drinking? Well, Tom, you read my mind. Of course, before I start with the beer, I just want to let you guys know that we're going to be cataloging all of the beers that we feature on this podcast on our untapped. And you can follow us at best, best friends pod again, Tom, that is at best, best friends P O D. There you go. All right. I think I can fly. (laughs) All right. Dan, tell us about our beer here. All right. I almost, I almost pulled the classic. I cracked it before you guys did. Um, <laughs> so what happens when you drink before the podcast? <laughs> I was about to crack it. I was like, okay, I got to put this aside. Morning routine by Stable 12 Brewing Company, coffee stout, a high ABV breakfast stout brewed with coffee provided by Golden Valley Farms coffee roasters mm. and maple syrup. 10% ABV. Guys, um, we're taking this party pretty deep and 
you guessed it, another hype beer. 4.12 on untapped, ladies and gentlemen. All right, boys. Let's give this one a crack in one, two, three. Ooh, heavy coffee on the nose. Yeah, I want to talk. I've actually never heard of Golden Valley Farms. Uh, where is uh, Golden Valley Farms at? All right, so we have a lot to talk about. Golden Valley Farms is actually Levante's neighbor. Um, oh. Long story short, was in a fraternity at Penn State. Uh, my business partner's brother was two, three years below us. His pledge brother's family owns Golden Valley Farms. It is one of only two organic coffee importers in the United States. So we have oh wow coffee. So we had we got to learn all about it, what it does, the whole nine yards, how it affects beer, um, and we've really been experimenting a lot. So this is more of a Sumatra blend. It's a, I mean, uh, there's a lot of maple stuff. syrup. Most of the maple syrup fermented out. You get a little bit on the back end though, but. I mean, you don't want to be too heavy-handed with that maple syrup there. No, I like the no. uh, I like the coffee mug that you decided to drink this uh, with there. Keeping keeping true to the uh, the coffee style right there. there and go. I see Tom and I decide to get our, our breweries and PA uh, glassware out for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, great beer. Um, right. No, it's great coffee flavor. Um, this beer I want to brush my teeth with. Like you wake up, you go <laughs> reach for a cup of coffee. And this is what I want. I, I wish I could start my day every day with this. Um, and to me also, this is a tailgate beer. I'm ready to go to the Eagles game or Penn state and say, Hey, guess what? It's six, seven o'clock in the morning. Let's start drinking. Let's start going. Let's get our day started. Let's have fun. This is it. I like it. Definitely. Um, uh, cheers, gentlemen. I'm ready boys, to dig in. Yeah. Slancha. Um, cheers. All right. Let's give it a, let's give it a whirl here. Get I think one. coffee and I mean, it just works so well with the roasted malt of a stout. Mm-hmm. It's kind of my favorite. I, I guess my favorite addition to any stout. When I see that there is a coffee company involved, uh, it's an easy sell for me. Awesome. Uh, Golden Valley is awesome. I know they do a lot of coffee for us. They do a lot of coffee for Levante. Um, They're just great at what they do. It's organic. The whole nine, like just every part about that company, the coffee that's coming to us is just great. They want to work with us. Great. And, um, and they're out of Westchester too. Like literally neighbors. They're they're out of Westchester. You go down to Levante, they're literally right. It's their next door neighbor. Hmm. Oh, that's awesome. I go down there, get coffee, go over, say hi to Levante and like, come back. Like, it's awesome. That's yeah. That's really cool. Um, let's see here. Um, so in case everyone was wondering, uh, yeah, great head structure on this one. Um, it, it you got that nice, I, I would say a nice jiggly, uh, uh, stout head that you kind of, you kind of come to expect from that Imperial coffee style. Um, Good bubbles on it. A nice, like, rocky. I always uh, pour for quick access. So, yeah, sometimes I like to give a little bit, but I like, went with the. I just wanted to. <laughs> I went with the uh, the Nordic uh, Nordic glass pour, Dan. Oh, of course. Yeah. You had to. Coffee mug. Sorry. Hmm. Terrible for. Uh, 
the coffee is uh, surprisingly smooth with this here. Um, it really works well with mm. the, uh, I think it's might be the addition of the maple syrup, just kind of cutting some of the bitterness of the coffee out. Um, it's Definitely. like coffee forward, like on the forward part of the sip. And then you're ending with a lot of the maple syrup at the end. Like that's what's left on my palate with that, which is actually really nice. Like this is a, this is a Saturday morning for me right here. Like, yeah. You know, a little bit of coffee. Dangerous. This beer is amazing, but it's dangerous at the same time. Cause it's like, Oh yeah, I'm just going to start my day off. And before you know it, you're like, wow, I could be wrecked in a couple hours. Oh, <laughs> Hey, that's right. It's 10%. <laughs> yeah. I might need coffee after this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, there's actually 34 grams in every eight ounce pour of coffee. Like, and, all right. And coffee in this beer. our uh, brewer is a big coffee fan, so he doesn't want to sell it short ever. And oh, that's awesome. It's a lot of fun. And Just be it's careful. great. It's great, like, because we've been exposed to so many, like, coffee stouts in the area and with, like, like local coffee roasters, too. Um, Stolen Sun, for example, was one we've had on the podcast. And, awesome. like, they have great, great coffee and in their Java stout, it shows. And to hear that you're getting, you know, this organic local, uh, you know, well, roasted local coffee is it, it's cool to see. Like, there's such a great um, tie in between like coffee roasters and breweries that we've seen. Yeah. Um, and it, to put this into perspective for some of our listeners that might be new to beer or, um, you know, aren't really well versed in, in high ABV beers. Um, Dan and I went to, uh, stable 12 today to talk to, to Rick and, uh, I had a, a 12% Imperial barrel age stout. Um, and I had one pour of it and I came home and I took a nap. <laughs> so did it do his job or? Oh what? yeah. Yeah. I would say so. All right. Good. Yeah. I came home. My son was napping. So I laid on the floor and I just fell asleep. Perfect. Yeah. Right. So th that was the job. Like you came in, you drank a couple beers and you yep. just need to like relax and just like let loose and just be like, all right, I need to take some time off. Take a nap and you're good to go. Exactly. Just woke up, All right, cool. you know, well, you know, well rested, you know, batteries recharged um, to get drinking again. <clears throat> um, Perfect. How was your I son? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, good. We're still on the same page, son. Um, all right. So uh, for the beer, uh, I'll, you know, uh, I'll reiterate what Dan said. Uh I think everything kind of, everything here is kind of playing in harmony together. Um, we've had some, some coffee forward beers, uh, on the podcast that were really coffee heavy. Um, I feel like this is a, a nice, subtle coffee taste to it. It kind of, it mixes really well, uh, with the roast of the malt and it, it that maple syrup, it, like you said, it's not too heavy handed. It's, it's kind of on the back end. I, I just think everything is playing well together in this to be a nice, well-balanced beer. Yeah. It, the maple syrup rests lightly on the palate, like a nice little pillow at the end, um, really cuts a lot of the coffee bitterness out of your palate after like you drink it and it's very coffee forward, but mm -hmm. it rests so nicely on the back end. Also a huge fan of label art. Um, the re the way you guys put the horse, in the coffee, that was pretty cool right there. Yeah. So 
really graphic designer, of that. all him, Mark Rutt. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a label shopper, and I've I've said it on the podcast a few times, and I know we've both said it on the podcast a, a few times. A lot of people are that. But um, no, I, I agree with you. I think our graphic designer really like just hit it because we didn't even ask for that, and that's just like what came back. Yeah, with the maple leaves on the table and everything, coffee beans, maple leaves, you've caught the essence of the beer. Like if I was looking at this without tasting it, I would look at the label and be like, this is exactly how I picture it. Yeah, no, it's, I, I completely agree with that sentiment. <clears throat> yeah, it's all like right. Nice, like, over- I need a bathroom break, guys. What's that? I need a bathroom break. Well, yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, when you're when you're chugging down a gallon of water. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. Hit, hit I'm, it. Look, I'm on my computer. I'm looking for like the stop or something button. It's not oh no, dude, no, you could just walk, yeah, walk away. away. We'll, no, we'll you just walk away, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, He's like, how do I use the bathroom with Skype? <laughs> yeah. Where's the bathroom button on here? Um, <laughs> so what, what are your, I'm, I think this is really good. A really well executed coffee sale. I've been like squirreling away coffee stouts in my fridge. And I think this might be, I mean, I have been attacking the Java style that's stolen sun. This here is it's given me some good vibes with the, the maple syrup because I've been really heavy into the bitter, like the real roasty, like coffee stouts with the high roasted malt and the high roasted coffee in it. This is, this is like when you get a coffee, and you don't have to put any like cream or anything on it. it just tastes good. Like front to back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, something's telling me that this beer is going to be better fresh than it is going to be aged. Um, Oh, totally. I, I, I feel like if you age it, I, I think it might get a little, a little boozier. Um, I feel like it, it's it's so harmonious right now that if one thing shines above the other, it'll completely ruin the the uh, the whole experience of it. Um, to you know, not sound like a pretentious douche at all, but you know, we're a craft beer. Sorry, okay, just continue to talk about mouthfeel and shit. It's fine. <laughs> it does have a nice creamy mouthfeel. Yeah, creamy mouthfeel. Yeah, Tom's favorite couple words he likes to say. <laughs> I just wish I was in there. I wish I was there. Sorry, guys. Ah, <laughs> uh, no worries. Uh, you're again not the first and not the last one to. Uh, yeah, I I was gonna say we've had somebody actually pee on the podcast, like took a piss while they were talking to us. Right. Um, I was outside with the fire pit that I wanted to, and the wife flagged down. No, yeah, that would happen. I would just like leaked it off the side and would care less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of our homebrewers picked up his laptop and we were like, oh, he's just walking around and he puts it down and then we just hear him start going. We're like, wait, 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 are you pissing? <laughs> he's wait, like, yeah. Did you see anything? Like, like, see the bathroom or he just like. No, he was in his basement. So it was like this unfinished part of his basement. We like I think he had was no doing idea like a where runoff. he was walking. I think he was pissing in like a runoff sink. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I think. Yeah, I think it was like it was like the like those sinks. Yeah, it was like a, yeah, a like a dry sink that you put yeah. next to your washer or something. One of those. We've all been there. Uh-huh. Sorry. I mean, are you even really a man if you haven't pissed in a in a dry sink? 
yo, that's a real question. Yeah. That should go over the top. Like, are you really man? Have you ever pissed in a sink? Have you pissed <laughs> behind a tree? Have you ever pulled over and had to go to the bathroom? Like, <laughs> I've had to pull yeah. over for Dan to go to the bathroom. That's, you know, that's all oh. right. Yeah. All right. So you qualify. So you're good. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that was, that was rough, man. I don't want to go into that. Marina, we're headed, we were headed to, so we were headed to Sea Isle. Yeah, we were going to the beach and that night it was, we just, I think we polished off, we split a case of Coors Light, I believe. I, you know, I don't really remember. The person that was driving was not under the influence. No. Oh no, no. This was the next morning. Like, so, I mean, we were, we were pretty like, it was we were pretty coherent, but the the Coors Light did its job on my intestines, and you know things had to be done. I lost a pair of socks, and <laughs> I'll never get them back. But you know <laughs> things had to happen. Um, I get it. Yeah, and it was early enough in the morning that we. I mean, we pulled off to go. Uh, it was before McDonald's wasn't even open yet. Yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> like twenty four seven? No, th- all right, so this was this was. Back in the day, as it were, this was the Concha Hawken McDonald's. I think they just saw me and didn't open the door. <laughs> so, and then they have they had a snow. They saw desperation. They saw desperation in my eye. They saw the dance. They knew. They knew exactly what I was going to do. They knew, and they were laughing all day at you. You were yep. the joke today. Outside dancing in front of the door that they did not open, and then they could watch it on repeat on the cameras. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was the check out this motherfucker. <laughs> um, so, Rick, how has uh, how have you uh, adapted to the pandemic? Yeah, you know, what have you guys done uh, in, in order to keep your business going during the pandemic? I hate this question because I'm going to be wrong every time. Um, How have we adapted? We really didn't adapt. Um, We were a family staple prior to the pandemic. We were already on DoorDash. We were already diversified. So when the pandemic hit that week, uh, we were all shut down. My staff, our staff, our team, we were just, we were all on the same page. Everyone was ready to go. Everyone knew it was like, all right, I'm taking a hit on this side, but I'm going to stand up over here. Um, And we just weathered it as a storm and as a team. And like all of us just like stood there and just took it. And as of now, I think this staff has benefited better from coming together as a team and as a company than if they were all and individually outside of the company or just like try to collect. But, um, our friends, our family, our locals have just supported us so much, so hard. I feel like we are a staple in town and I want to stay there. I, I want to be in our town. I want to be that staple. I want to be that family business. I want to know the people that come into our business. I want to know Jim. I want to know Jill. I want to know all of them and just be a part of the community. And I think that's one of the things that set us apart because we have solid food. We have solid beer. We have solid service and just looking at everything and just 
I, I, sorry, I'm just, we're truly blessed right now because we are coming out on top of everything and that's not what we're hearing. And it's just, it's very hard to be a business owner and to have employees that are all like, listen, we're all looking on the table and we're just truly blessed right now. And to accept it is the hard part. Yeah. Because so you're watching everything else. Sorry. Right. So were oh, you, no, it's okay. were you doing the, uh, were you doing like the online ordering and everything before like pre pandemic? Um, it wasn't. So the only, the online ordering was in the works pre pandemic. Like that okay. was already in the queue. So it wasn't like it was something like, Hey, we have a pandemic coming. This like, is what oh, we, shit, we need to get started on this. It was already in the okay. queue because we were purchasing a new software company, like the whole nine yards. We were already on DoorDash. Um, so like, there's a lot of things that we did, but we were already there. So people were like, Oh my gosh, I can order now. No, we were always there. You yeah. Just well, yeah. And, and you, you were, you guys were doing cans before it too. Like you guys already had canning down. Oh, that was the biggest problem. So that, that forced us into a, a pinch. Um, we were already doing cans. We were doing them through a third party company, which was great. I'm not going to knock them. Cans are amazing. We got the OD testing. That was all great. Um, but we went from every three to four weeks. And I was like, Hey, listen, we're scheduled. So the pandemic hit in March. I want to say we were halfway through March and I was like, Hey, let's, let's schedule this. We're going to do it every other week. And they're like, no, you're every three to four weeks. And they couldn't meet it. And we're like, all right, we have to go buy a candy bar. So like it forced us into some different situations that we were planning to do for like, we wanted to buy a candy line, but it was going to be pushed out a year. But now like, yeah, I push it you up. just got you yeah. guys had to speed it up a little bit just yeah to so like up. just different things like that happen yeah i mean it, it seems like that's kind of like a that's a common canning theme was king during the pandemic yeah so it, and, like, and if you weren't already afloat. set up for canning you were kind of it was almost like you're kind of scrambling you know yep um, i agree with that you know we we've talked to people There's like a lot of breweries doing that right now still i mean we've talked to we talked to uh attic brewing a couple weeks ago they were, so they, they opened up a year ago. So they opened up like right before the pandemic hit and they, they ordered a canning line, like a canning machine and it got back ordered and they were up until I believe like a week ago, they were hand canning beers. What? And they were doing... Yeah, a uh, they actually amounts. bought the wrong machine. Yeah, yeah, they got a hand canning machine, yeah. and they were hand canning their. Well, they wanted. Yeah. yeah, they were trying to get a crowler, a, a machine to do crowlers, and they got a uh, sixteen ounce instead of a thirty two ounce. So I'm pretty sure that they tried to do away with that option because of that feature, because they were getting their asses called out. Like you can't just hand can every sixteen ounce can and be like, oh, here you go, here's a four pack. It won't hold just because of the situation of how you're doing it. So yeah, they they it, it was a basically like you said, like the Phoenixville breweries are just a close community. Attic had the same thing; they were going to other breweries and getting like the you know help us out here. Yeah, and you, you but know, I mean, I went in they there responded. and responded. I went I went in to pick up the beers for our episode and watched them. I was watching their staff hand can beers. 
and hand labeled them. I'm not going to knock that. But they, I, I guess, as far as uh, as far as that goes, as far I, I saw earlier this week, they have like a full like a uh, canning system now, which is, I mean, that's good. Yeah. Uh, good they hand canned a 2020 GABF silver medal. Yeah. Pretty hey, insane. Hey, what did they make? What did they medal on? Uh, oh, it was the uh, brown ale. We talked about yeah. it at the, uh, English hey. brown it, it's, it, it, yeah, we, and it, it's, we, we, and it was another good conversation we had at the brewery. I mean, that's, it, it's just, yeah. it's crazy. Like how different areas, uh, react selling different types of beer. Yeah. I, I mean, it's like we said, like the, the Northeast, the, like the Bristol, uh, uh, Ben Salem area, um, they're doing cream ales and they're, you know, people are loving them. Why don't they sell around here? Different crowd. I mean, you you got to look at like because the Northeast. Phoenixville is trendy, man. You know, you got to look at like the, <laughs> the, the Northeast is that like that, you know, Sorry, I'm just looking at him and I'm just like agreeing and just <laughs> it, it, tell me about it. it, it I, I worked on bridge say. street. The hottest thing on bridge street was a Philadelphia pretzel factory. All right. I worked at a skate shop right on the, like right on the, like on the street. I want to brew a beer. I want to brew fun beer. I want to brew different things. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately that we live in a, uh, we live in a, um, I would say like a well-off area, uh, that is into the, the trendy styles and the trendy styles is hundred percent IPA. Correct. Um, you know, you, you look at like the areas that are, that are doing different things. Like the, the Northeast is that lunch pail, you know, bring your, you know, bring your lunch to work, uh, kind of area. And they're that cream ale is just that classic style. Classic you know? after your shift beer right there. Yeah. And you have like Germantown where, where Attic is, they're saying they're doing, they do really well with their Belgian triples and, they're brown ales. And, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 brown ales. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like you would think like around here, they just, you don't see those beers, but they're excelling in this area. Yeah. We hear people, we hear people say like, um, Warwick. We're just said, break. We're breaking Rick's heart yeah. right now. Rick's about to yeah, throw yeah, himself in that aesthetically heart. pleasing fire behind him. Like you, I want to hear this. Sorry. My dog's like over here playing with me. I'm doing right. I um, thought he was throwing himself into the fire pit behind him. It's like, he's got this nice fire behind him going now and everything. No, I'm like playing. Like I'm giving my dog treats right now. Um, you're not breaking my heart. I just, I no, wish that like, it would be the heartbreak across the country. Be like, yo, we can drink brown ales regularly and we can drink pale ales and not call it a session IPA. And, <laughs> okay with it and we can drink a stout and it's awesome like that's where i'm at um yeah i, I mean it, we've gotten that sentiment from local brewers around the area i mean it's um you have it's like Bel- you have like belgian triples that are excelling out in you know like warwick farms is excelling with belgian triples um yeah. addicts excelling with them but out here you know we we talked to like Ethan from Stickman, and I bring up uh, plant matter, 
And he's like, I'll never brew. I'll never brew it again because, because it doesn't sell. Never brew it again. I was like, it's my style beer. It's a Belgian triple. And he's like, it, it it just doesn't sell. And and if you look at, you look at the breweries in the area, it's like IPAs. It's, it's hazy, hazy IPAs is what I percent of our production. I love it and hate it at the same time. Like, yes, we understand the algorithm that it's like, yo, make it easy IPA and it's going to sell. Awesome. Great. Amazing. But at the same time, it's just like, yo, we want to brew something that's beer. We want to brew something else. Like we want to just brew a lager or a wheat or you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was kind of hoping for like a, a renaissance to happen with, I, I felt like it's in not the, coming anytime soon. Sorry. I felt I, I did feel like something what might have happened because I saw a lot in the fall. Uh the Marsins and the Oktoberfest were getting I think loggers and pilsners are gonna make a huge comeback this spring. Um and we were talking yeah, about that with uh, Brewers and PA. You're right. It seems like a lot of brewers are saying, you know, the Brewers and PA put out this whole thing where they polled brewers and asked, you know, what what was going to be the trends for 2021. And a lot of them said, you know, Oh, you know, maybe loggers and pilsners and low ABV. And it, you know, is that a trend or is that just the brewers hoping that that's the trend? Wishing. Because I mean, it's every brewer. We, I feel like we've talked to enough brewers at this point that we can kind of say this uh, is that brewers like brewing loggers. You know, it's a, it's a process. There's a little bit more. Why is that though? Because I agree. Why is it more go? There's more that goes into it. There's a more. It's more nuanced than, uh, than an IPA because an IPA is essentially. And correct me if I'm wrong on this, but you know this is the information that I've kind of gathered. It's like you build a base and you add some different hops to it, and there it is. I mean, it's same for every beer. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, again, yeah. I, You're not wrong. It's just the same thing for every beer. There's a few additional steps and a little bit more technology, I guess, that goes into the lager because you have. I mean, you're cold fermenting it, correct? Yes, you are correct. Oh. Uh, yep. So, I mean, you have that. You have the. Uh, Let's back up a little bit. Cold fermenting. Don't. Cold's the wrong word to use. Um, shit. Sorry, what can you do? Well, because ales and lagers ferment at different temperatures. Yeah, 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 yes, they do. And all of our tanks are like regulated. Like we have um, temperature controls on all of them, but like the lagers, ah, fuck. How do I like pose that differently? I mean, I guess it, we, we're always told by, by brewers that, uh, you can tell a, a good brewery by their lagering process. I, I mean, that's what we've. Because that's that, that's a rule of thumb, and that's pretty good. Yeah. Don't don't disregard that. But um, yeah, that's that's pretty solid. So, going back, going back to uh, sorry. sorry, going back to um, you know, being set up for the the um, the pandemic and everything, and adapting to that. So you had, you had, uh, you know, you got canning going and you had online dis- or online distribution, I guess, online ordering and everything. You, you had that in the works already. So you didn't have to like, you know, 
panic and do all that. And you, you were already, were you distributing prior to the pandemic or was that? Oh yeah, 100%. Uh, We were probably 20 counties prior to the pandemic. Yeah. You guys were in grocery stores prior to that. We were, this wasn't anything big to us. Right. So all right. So what, like we were already pre-qualified. So that wasn't a big deal. So what, what grocery stores can, can people find you in? I know. So Wegmans, obviously, is it just Wegmans? Wegmans or you- Acme. We've pulled out a Weiss. Um, we're kind of in giant giants hit or miss because giant doesn't know what they want to do with uh, family businesses because they make more on oh, shit. Distributor deals and stuff like that. Yeah. But I kind of want to plead the fifth on that one. Okay. It's okay. No, I I could say like it, it, you can tell by their stock, like how they're, they're picking and choosing, but they're they're like, you don't qualify for any of these stores. And we're like, well, you never turned us on for ordering. So that's why qualify. Like, no shit. You didn't tell like 80% uh, distributor deals. Yeah. So like, it, it was like bullshit like that, where it was like, all right, Store X in State College sold zero, zero SKUs. It was like, all right, cool. We're not approved to sell in Store X. So, of course, we had a zero number. And they're like, yeah, so that's why we can't put you back in there. And we're like, well, no, we never were given yeah, the you can. Yeah, you, can't, like you can't, like it's, it, can't put us back in there if we were never in there to begin with. Thank you. You, you get it. Uh, yeah, that, that's really weird. Um, but that's that's the bullshit you deal with as of a company our size that does fifteen hundred to two thousand barrels a year. We're nobody for Giant or Wegmans or Acme. You, you know what I mean? Like it just it is what it is. So like we're just fighting this uphill battle. Some small mom and pop. And you know, and speaking of you know being in grocery stores, um, it goes back to what we've talked about with like uh, label shopping, how important a label is um, to a beer Big deal. Because in the, typically the people that are buying in grocery stores are not really like the craft beer drinkers. Um, Correct. A fine example of that. And uh, it, it, this all ties in. Don't worry. Um, a past <laughs> guest of ours uh, who is not a craft beer drinker. He's a, a comedian in, in Philadelphia he uh he texted me one day and sent me a picture of a beer and he's like, "Yo, is uh is this is this an acceptable craft beer to drink?" He's like, "I was just I specifically bought it for the label." And he sent me a picture of Super Mash Bros. It's awesome. Yeah, so I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I was like, first of all, solid solid label shop." Um but again, one of all, the reasons why I bought it originally yeah. to begin with but it's a guy again, it's that's, I mean, I feel like that's a lot of what those grocery store shoppers are is you see a beer. It's like, Oh cool. That label looks pretty awesome. I'm going to get it, you know, pretty much worry about taste later. Um, and you know, I think luckily most of those, uh, most of those buyers are not untapped raters. Yeah. That beer was amazing. I, I'm still kicking myself in the ass for not getting the Australian down under version of it. There will be more coming. 
We'll see. We have a, we're going to do a bunch of variations soon. Oh yeah. That's what's cool about it because you guys, you guys took a theme and did variations of it. And I like to see breweries do that where they have a theme of beers where they're like, like uh, we talked about Levante doing the hop cartel. They're doing yeah, hop do in different areas. Oh, I love that they do that. That's amazing. Yeah. And when you guys started doing that with like super mash brothers, I got a four pack of that, like directly from you guys, like right from the brewery, not from a grocery store. You know, I went, when you guys first released it, I picked it up and I was like, this beer is incredible. And then you guys did the Australian hops and you guys, well, I, today I had level up for the first time. Uh, and I, can we back up? I want to know, like when you ordered the beer and you, it came to you, how was the product? Was the product good? Was it solid? Or was it like, Hey, this beer sat in a warehouse for how many days got skunked and shitty. And then like you, then you got it. No, I picked it up. No, like I said, I picked it up right from you guys. I walked into like, I'm only in Roars for it. I went over and got super mash brothers right from you guys. When it, when it first came out, right, like so I didn't good. get it from the grocery store to and a bunch of other apps. So like, I didn't know where you got it from. So, Oh, you guys are, oh, you guys are on right, tour? fancy pants. Oh, that's cool. So if you wanted to grab some t- stable 12 on Tavor and you wanted to save some money on it, uh, oh you can, yeah. Yeah. You can use promo code best, best friends pod and you can save, $10 on your first box of $25 or more. So you can load Tom, up on, was that, was that best, best friends P O D? I believe it was Dan. And, uh, that would make me do this. <laughs> and yeah, we have a POD drop for every occasion. Yeah. Um, so, um, well, uh, so that's interesting. I, I think you're our first brewery that, is on Tavor? No. Yeah. No? Yo, you're not on Tavor. Okay. What? Levante's on Tavor. Oh, they yeah. are. Yeah. We didn't they talk to Jim about right? that. Yeah. So yeah. So we, what yeah, they didn't bring it up. Actually, this is the first time yeah. it's been brought to our attention. Cause we don't think locally when we talk about yeah. Tavor. It's really like we're trying to get some of those beers from like other areas where we're not. Yeah, we're not exposed to it. And I don't think I don't think that they open up like I don't think we see like the Levantes or the stable 12s on our Tavor because because they're like, yeah, yeah, I think they geo map it. And uh, (laughs) they're like, well, you're you're five minutes from the brewery. Why would you order it from us? You dumb, dumb. Um, So what what is what's it like dealing with Tavor? Like, what's that process like? I think it was great up till the pandemic. Pandemic, everything's like monkey wrench. Everything's confused. Hmm. How's that? Oh, yeah, I, sure. So it's sure. it's just like, is it is it more like frantic because of uh, the pandemic? Like, no, no, no. all right, so let's back up. Everything was great, awesome. Like, hey, we need to order fifty cases. This is what it's going to be like. But then, like, the pandemic hit, and it's like. Every other business, they have no clue what the fuck's going on. Mm. So they just don't know how much to get from you to fulfill their orders. They don't know how much to get from anyone. Like it just, it sucks. Like it's just a crap shoot for them. And I feel bad for them. Hmm. Like not batting for them or not batting against them. It just, I feel bad for them. Like it just, just happens. And that's what happened here. 
In the middle of a pandemic, like, what do you do? I mean, for me, at least, I can say uh, Tav- the pandemic is the reason that I got on Tavor. And I mean, it, it, it's a combination of like the pandemic and this podcast um, because it's like I wanted to get beer from outside of our area. Um, so that was kind of like the only route. We wanted to expand our reach yeah. beyond like we wanted to be like not only just like PA centric, but like regional and things like that. Yeah, we wanted like. Yeah, we wanted heist from North Carolina. We wanted the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, we wanted to get the Stormbreakers and the Great Notion. Um, So, yeah, I I mean, Tavor, I think, is a great tool to have to be able to get beer outside of your area. Um, Yeah, and, you know, the reason I asked was because we do enjoy, you know, Tavor, and we have a full fridge of their shit. Um, So it it was it's just nice to hear, like, we got to get Rick involved in a uh, fridge clearing episode so he can help us drink some of these beers. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, dude, I can drink. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> my wife talks to me about it. She's like, you, you, you know, I don't know if it's a gift or a problem. Pick, pick one. Just pick one. <laughs> uh, um, Is it a blessing? Is it a curse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> um, all right. So before we wrap up, I, I got to ask the, uh, the, the question that I ask every brewer, uh, desert Island style of, of beer. So you had to pick one beer to be your favorite style. What are you going with? One beer to one, one style to drink the rest of your life. Where am I at? Am I in Antarctica? Am I in Texas? Am you, it, I in- it doesn't. It, Man, he's going geolocation. No, it, it, it doesn't. It, temperature, like, well, dude, climate. Doesn't, does, somewhere, and I have to drink a beer. I want to make sure I'm drinking the right beer. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You, you, uh, wherever you're at, uh, you can only you can climate only have, is not a factor. Yeah, you can only have one style, and it gets airdropped to you. That's it. <sighs> Motherfucker, you guys are terrible. This is like not working. Um, it's super cold. I'm air dropping a stout. Okay. Okay. By okay. I mean, anything up to like 90 degrees, I'm drinking New England. Okay. Oh, okay. Does that work? Yeah. Yeah. That works. No, I, I I would agree with you a hundred percent. Like cold weather. I'm a stout season kind of guy, but you know, there's, you know, it starts getting warmer. You know, I like my, I like my juice bombs. I like a little bit of, a little bit of bitterness, like I was said about Nanan here, right? Yeah. I get I like it. Them both. I get it. Um, Seasonality. No, this is actually a first for the podcast because nobody has asked us what the temperature was on this no. desert island. And we were with uh, any climate. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Like, am, am I in Texas or am I in. Like, yeah. where am I? Is this like Siberian tundra or is this like middle of the pacific like what are we talking about here i mean here i want a fucking wheat beer i want a 12 percent stout that's like motor oil i mean <laughs> i guess I'll, I'll 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 disagree because i mean i think a pilsner goes in any weather yeah i would say a pilsner is in every weather i'd say yeah, yeah, it, goes you. it goes in any weather but if you're in siberia what are you gonna drink i'll drink a pilsner fuck it <laughs> You're stuck. <laughs> <laughs> I want someone that's been in a barrel aging forever and just 
just tastes like the inside of that barrel <laughs> when I'm inside. Uh-huh. Beer. I'm with you. I just want to lick it. It's like inside the barrel. It tastes amazing. It's amazing. I just want all that beer. <laughs> yeah. I'm all, right. all right. So let's, uh, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, Dan, final thoughts on the, uh, on the morning routine, morning routine, uh, amazing coffee flavor right on the front. Um, the maple syrup does its job in this. I think the maple syrup does a great job of giving it a nice, soft, smooth finish. And uh, honestly, this would be something I would drink uh, pretty regularly. Even though it's 10%, I'd probably drink this more more than one or two a day, and I'd probably still enjoy. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, I'll bring it up again. I, I, I said it you know, earlier when we were trying it, it's a very harmonious beer, um, in in the way that, uh, you know, all, all of the, uh, all the different aspects work together. Uh, the roast of the malt, the, uh, the, the coffee and the maple syrup all work really well together where I feel like one doesn't stand out above the other. Um, it, it really easy drinker. Like you said, dangerous beer, man. Um, 10 percent yeah, it doesn't drink like a 10 percent slightly massively like it, it's a problem beer yeah you woman you don't drink beer you're in trouble does not drink like a 10 percenter um no no it drinks like a fucking black black cup of coffee yeah yeah I, i'll agree with that i mean it's not there's no there's no like overt booziness to it so it's really I, I just think it's really nice um yeah really enjoyed this one um all right dan let's uh let's wrap this thing up all right so uh we are going to take it away here um again can't thank you enough stable 12 for you know stepping up and basically it was a it was a hail mary pass to get you guys on here like we took a risk today just coming out and being like hey you want to be on the podcast and we can't thank you enough for stepping up and just like helping us out here. Um, thank you. Yeah. It's great talking to, um, talking to breweries and just kind of getting some more inside information on you guys, because, you know, we're on the surface just like any consumer and just hearing some of the, uh, stuff that goes on in the background is great. Um, guest plugs. Yeah. Before, before we get out of here, Dan, I, I I do want to say something and I, I, you know, I hope this comes off as nice as I want it to. Um, as far as stable 12, the brewery goes, um, you know, I, I had, you know, I, I visited you guys a couple of years ago, um, you know, had your beers and it, it, we had a rough start. Yeah, it up. was, you know, it was a, I'll put it as like a, I was a very unimpressed, like, a, you know, it, it was what it was. You know, you guys were there. It was, it was beer. Um, it, the last couple times I've had you and it was on. Uh, the urge of our friends over at uh, Brewers MPA um, saying like, Hey, new, you know, they have a new head brewer. He's doing great stuff. You need to, you need to try them out again. And I'm glad they did because everything that I've had from you guys from super mash to uh, do everything we had today, you know, even your wild ale that you were kind of down on, I I thought was really good. Um, to, you know, the, we, everything we had today was really good. So, um, I mean, you guys, I definitely, I, I would recommend you guys to any, anyone that's in the, the Phoenixville area. Yeah. You guys have, I mean, I've been, uh, 
consistent, probably frequenter of your establishment. Uh, you guys did a great, uh, event. Actually, you guys hosted an event for uh, my family, for, uh, my cousin. Uh, we did a benefit and we rented your outside and it was amazing. You guys were great hosts. Uh, we had a great time. We raised a lot of money for the cause. Um, so you guys do a lot for the community and that was awesome. Um, I can name drop almost every single beer I've ever had from you guys that I've liked wild west sugar coated pony kisses. Like you guys have made some amazing beers there. And Dan, I we, mean, coming, we, we forgot one. We forgot to mention one very important one for the podcast. Which one was that? That was the light in the dark. Oh yeah, the Star Wars beers. Um, let's not talk about snips until December comes. Wait, <laughs> light and dark. What are wait, wait, wait. No, we don't ever endorse anything to do with Star uh, Star Wars or Disney. Like, no, beer. there wasn't. There wasn't any. It was just. It was. <laughs> yeah, there was a. There was a. There was a light. Off. It was just. It was a light beer and a dark beer. Um. So. Exactly. Funny story behind page on that one. Funny story on that. Um, so I got those beers. This might happen in uh, December. Uh, what? What? What are you talking? I got one of the. I got a. I got a four pack of each uh, for Christmas one year, and uh, you know Dan and I were were hanging out one day, and I was like, oh, I have one of each left. Let's uh let let let's pour this, and you know we'll have a yeah, classic half and half. Do the light in the dark. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we poured, you know, poured it out proper, you know, half and half style, uh, black and tan style and, uh, took a picture of it, put it on Instagram. It was one of our, I think it was our number two liked beer of 2020 beer picture. Yeah. Most liked, yeah. most liked photo of 2020. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I mean, it was a, it was a cool thing. Cause I, we, we talked about it, it was like a lost, it's like a lost art. You know, it's a lost art. Yeah. So, you know, cheers to you guys for being able to do that. Well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, get ready for December. I'm huh? you're a Star Wars fan. I'm sure you'll understand soon. Oh, this coming 2021 December. Yes. Oh, I- I'm excited. We got hot tea here. All right. Um, <laughs> guys, guys, so we'll go into, uh, yeah. we'll go into guest plugs here. Yeah. Um, obviously you have to follow stable 12, um, check them out on Instagram. It's at stable 12. Check out their untapped is at stable 12 brewing co that's at stable 12 brewing co. Um, and check out their website. Uh, that's where I grabbed a picture of this fine young gentleman that I had to put on the podcast here. www.stable12.com. All right. And guys, remember, subscribe, rate, review. Uh, we went through this uh, five-star party. Uh, be creative with your reviews. Um, if you're creative enough, you can win some beer. Um, yeah. Uh, on all major platforms, whatever you're listening to us on. Oh, there it is. Um, <laughs> upcoming guests. Can we uh, the end the there we go. Upcoming guests. Uh, Rebel Hill next week. Uh, right. February 8th, uh, February 15th. We're doing bro- brothers Kirshner. Um, uh, we doing that from the brewery, right? We may. We're doing Kevin and Basil. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. we may, we're doing, we're doing the, we're doing the super smash brothers right there. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, I might just be in the peanut gallery for that one because that one's going to be amazing. Let's be honest. All right, we, yeah, we get on that. Get on that Twitch. Talk to us. We may be doing it from the brewery. I don't know. We have, we haven't we haven't hammered that out yet. I might just show up. Yeah, we might be doing it from their. <laughs> we might be doing it from their uh, from their barrel uh, barrel room. I don't know. Um, we'll see what in regardless. Yeah, uh, February twenty second. We're, uh, we're going to be speaking with Mike. Oh, yeah. Mike from yeah. new trail brewing. Um, oh shit. And then, uh, to wrap up February, we're going to be doing February 27th. We're going to be doing it live from Warwick farms. We're going to be kind of doing like a co-op. We're going to be doing their podcast with our podcast and, you know, checking out their new tap room and it feels so good. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Real cool stuff coming up in February, um, so stay tuned to the to our Twitch. Um, you know our social media, Dan. You want to you want to go through our social media stuff so I can man the board here. Oh, but of course, um, you've heard it before, but we'll say it again. Hey, if you've liked what you've heard tonight and you want to follow us on all of our social media, Instagram and Facebook are both at Best Best Friends Pod. Tom, again, that is at Best Best Friends. P-O-D. Bring out the mosh, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, uh, we also have an email address. If you want to email us breweries we should feature, if you're a brewery and you want to come on the podcast and... Hey, if you want to give us money to uh, to sponsor your your product, we will, we will show <laughs> for you hard. <laughs> yeah, we'll do commercials. Like, we're, we're here for you. Yeah. Like... Yeah, we're not looking for free beer. We're just out here just trying to talk about beer. Um, but, hey, if you're a brewery that wants to come on, if you know a brewery that wants to come on, or, hey, if you're in the craft beer community and you want to talk about graphic designers, home brewers, anybody, send us an email. Bestbestfriendspod at gmail.com. That's bestbestfriendspod. All right. And uh, I think that wraps everything up, boys. Um, we got everything hey, in, in order, hey, Dan. Yeah. Hey, 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 Tom. Hey. What, what do you think of Rick? He kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he he, he, he not that great. He he low. I mean, it's, I, he's he's. I, I mean, mean he, he's doing good beer. He's doing good he's beer. He's, he's, he's got best. good opinions. He he low-key hates imprint like me. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. you should cool. talk to Smoogie on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. an instant I mean, boner for you. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. All yeah. right, new best friend, new best friend. All right, new best friend. All right, Rick, you're you're a new best friend of the podcast. Uh, you can expect your welcome Great. package awesome. in seven to ten business months. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else, Dan? You got anything? No, man. I think we're good. Go check out Dan's band Grayson on uh, on Spotify or Apple Music. Um, I can't believe it's still on our outline, but yeah, go ahead. Um, I mean, yeah, why are you? Pro- I don't know why you're not promoting it. This is your platform to promote it. I know. I, I just feel like the crap community doesn't like skate punk. <laughs> hey, if you like it, check us out on Instagram. It's at Grayson underscore PA or Facebook at Grayson PA. We're on all streaming services, Spotify and Apple Music. We've got a lot of good EPs and songs out there. Give us a listen. Enjoy it. Yeah, check it out. You like skate punk? You like West Coast IPAs? I don't know. 
put them together. <laughs> All right, Dan, you know what I got to say to you. I love you. Always have. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. And it's not goodbye forever. It's just. And always remember that Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. That is uh, the fault of the Clinton family. All right, everybody. Best, best friend podcast, episode 53. We out. See you. Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. This podcast is hosted by two bros. By two bros. So crack a beer and laugh at some videos, videos. Superhuman jump through barbed wire bricks. Fuck this shit. Hang out with little lunchbox. Become a cluggalet, a cluggalet. Sometimes I'm a stouty boy, sometimes lazy. And this podcast is both. So it's all for me. Best best friends pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Cindy Crawford's a fan. How could you go wrong? So many pods up there were influenced for me. Have seen is still alive and listens to best best friends pod.